Welcome to California School News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Good day to you. This is California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Welcome to the program. Every week we bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communications, and with me today, as always, is my colleague and co-host Drew Schlossberg. How are you doing today, Drew? Top of the morning to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before we start today, I'd like to remind everyone that there are many places you can go to find California School News Radio podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and and several others. Also on the California School News Report website at caschoolnews.net. Please go to your favorite podcast provider and click the subscribe button so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Today, we go to El Monte Union High School District and Mountain View High School, where students are learning to become educators through the school's Teacher Prep Academy Pathway, which hopes to inspire today's students to pursue careers in education. The Golden Bell Award-winning Pathway is a three-year program that focuses on developing teaching skills while providing tutoring and one-on-one instruction to transitional kindergarten through sixth grade students at the neighboring Mountain View School district, uh, not Mountain View High School. We will discuss that. Uh, uh, And also there is opportunity for community service and unpaid internships uh, through the TPA. And the the program is led by co-directors Amy Minnick and Mary Boutet, who have been at the helm for 16 years. 16 years, Drew. We've been a team for four years. Amy and Mary have been a team for 16. Impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. And we know that we're going to have a great time talking to them today. So without any further ado, very excited to have you on the program today. Amy and Mary, welcome to California School News Radio. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. You know, you're very, very busy. Uh, Amy, we'll start with you. And and Mary, please jump in and provide your input. But what is the Teacher Prep Academy? Who can join? And what are the main goals? Yeah, so the Teacher Preparation Academy is a California partnership academy. It is run out of the Office of Education up at the state level. We are on a state grant um, that we reapply for every year uh, based on our uh, certain criteria that we have to produce um, as far as like graduation rates, uh, A through G completion, um, and things like that. Uh, it's one of over 400 academies across the state. So um, I think a unique thing about our academy, though, it is the only education academy within the San Gabriel Valley. Um, students can apply when they're in ninth grade, and then it is a three-year academy. So they start with their 10th grade year and go on to their 12th grade year. Um, and it is for kids who are, um, we, we need to primarily recruit kids who are, are uh, at risk. 50% of our kids um, need to qualify in the at-risk category, and Mary can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so the 50% of the kids that we um, bring into our academy, um, their criteria is they have to have had in the previous years for a poor attendance records, um, be, be um, significantly behind in credits, demonstrate low motivation in the regular school program, 
being economically disadvantaged, um, having low state test scores going back to their eighth grade, um, and having a low grade point average below 0.0. So they have to meet three of those criteria to, to come into our program, but only 50% of our kids have to meet that criteria. Almost all of ours meet one or two, but we don't, it's more difficult to get them to meet three. This program has been around for quite some time. Obviously, you've been there for 16 years, but it started a little bit before that, back in 2001. So this is firmly established in both El Monte Union and Mountain View School District, which Mountain View High School is not part, is part of the El Monte Union School District, High School District. Uh, So it can get a little bit confusing there, Uh, but kind of talk about if you can, how, if, from what you know about the, the beginnings, uh, how, how the, the Teacher Prep Academy came about and how you forged this partnership with uh, Mountain View School District to teach their kids and actually go on to their campus, have your students go on to their campuses and, and, and be mentors and, and leaders to the kids. Yeah, so uh, TPA was created in uh, 2001 um, a former teacher who is now a principal in our district, um, he applied for the grant and got it established. Um, but Mary and I have been teachers here, uh, respectively. I, you know, she's been here 31 years and I've been here 32 years. And so in 2001, when the academy was getting started up, you know, we're halfway through our career and, um, and we're asked to be a part of the academy still. It is um, something where I'm I'm primarily an English teacher. So I was asked if I would be the junior English teacher uh, as part of the academy. And then Mary was brought in as a business teacher. And and so the first four years or so, we were just lead teachers within the academy. And then um, when those two other gentlemen who had 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 taken over and were leaving for going on to other like school counseling or administration, Mary and I looked at each other and it's like, you know, well, I'll do it if you do it. I'll do it if you do it. And so we we didn't. It's such a good program. We didn't want to see it end. Well, and Mary, it's it's not just that you have been at Mountain View for 30 plus years you attended Mountain View you're a, you're a graduate of Mountain View High School and in fact uh, have been attending El Monte schools your entire life uh, so you know the neighborhood you're you're one of the kids from the neighborhood so how does that feel uh, you know to to come into a district and a school that you once attended and then uh, also be there teaching the next generation of educators it feels like I never left. <laughs> My family is still here in El Monte. Um, but going back from, El- I mean, I went to Maxton, I went to Kranz and then graduated from Mountain View High School. Um, and I remember my parents have always had me involved in the community, especially when it came time to volunteering. They had me volunteering at the church. They had me volunteering at the library and my mom would volunteer her time um, at Maxton Elementary. So I always felt that there was a need for volunteering because there's so many opportunities to do volunteer work and make a difference in Almani. Um, because, because of COVID, this year's TPA seniors, um, they missed their opportunity for volunteering in the community. They weren't able to do, uh, well, neither were the elementary schools. The elementary schools put on a family uh, family math night, family, family literacy nights. Um, their district would put on uh, like a, a, a resource health fair. Um, and Mountain View, our, T, our Mountain View TPA students would always go and they'd put on a booth. They'd have a booth that they would do face painting. Um, or if we were doing a math night, 
uh, parents would come with their students and our students would run the little centers like how to play a math game, how to learn different math concepts, um, doing a bookmark with the parent or a short story. So our students used to be really involved um, in after school volunteering with our feeder schools. Um, we're hoping that's gonna come back. I think it makes a, a, a huge difference. And at first it's hard to get students to go volunteer because they don't know, they don't know, they don't know what it is. They just, at first they think, oh, I'm just gonna go do work after school and stay there late. Um, but later our students, you know, they really enjoy it. They like giving out, we, we were helping with a Fiesta books um, that was put on through the South Almani and the Almani and the police department where every year around May, the community would get together and they'd give away free books to any school age child in the city of Almani. Um, I think that's put on by a different program now, but it, these are things that our students really enjoy doing. And I tell my students, you know, I came here, not, I didn't just, I wasn't just a student who took all my classes. I was very involved in school and not just in school and just helping to see what I can do in the community. Cause I always knew um, that there was help out there and that students can meet people. Um, when our students go, they meet, they meet adults who are very interested in their own community. And, and so that's what I'm hoping to get across to our students to go out there and explore um, what's available to them in our community and how to make it better. You know, that's so spot on, Mary. And uh, we all know it's all about relationships, whether you're in education or marketing or pick any topic in the world. And uh, it's uh, getting those connections early um, and then continuing those. Um, I'll start with you on this, Mary, and then you jump in as well as you can, Amy, on this. So um, the students uh, apply for this in ninth grade, get chosen, and they begin in 10th grade, correct, Mary? Yes. Yes. And you. right. And the work they're doing, you were mentioning you were teaching English, Amy, but you, Mary, so are they doing coursework after school? Is this all complete or is it during their school day? And is it tied to the ADG curriculum? Mary, I'll start with you on it. Our students, so when they come in there, are you talking about just when they're taking our courses, when they go tutor or the academic uh, courses? Yeah, just how the whole program works. They apply for it in ninth grade and here it is 10th grade, they get it. So what exactly happens during that school day? During the 10th grade, um, all sophomores will be in an integrated math course together. They will be in an English two together, um, an intro to psychology, which is our CTE course, right. and history. So all sophomores will be taking those classes together. It's like a small community. Um, and then their junior year, uh, they will all have me for intermediate education. And that's the course, we'll, that's a class where we actually get on a bus and go tutor at Payne. They'll right. have US history together. They'll have an English class together and they're integrated math three. Um, and then their senior year, they will have Amy for advanced education where they go tutor at Maxson and um, their ERWC, their English course with Amy. And an option is to take psychology AP. Right. And then Amy, is there anywhere during this instruction that they're learning, you know, some of the rubrics and now I'm going to date myself here, uh, Piaget and all that business and how. Oh, you, yes. Yes. Yeah, and Piaget, Erickson, Maslow, you right. name yeah, I, I just gave away my age. I was born in 1812, but uh, oh. you know, so uh, uh, it's amazing how youthful I look for that age. But uh, <laughs> but, but but talk about you get into the didactics of uh, and the pedantics and all that business of teaching philosophy and strategy. There, well, the introduction to to psychology that they take in their sophomore year, they it it is kind of like a child development. Um, so so our teacher Miss Legaspi does uh, start with just you know 
all of those Ericsson's or, you know, eight is here to here is this stage and that stage. And so the kids are learning all of those things about the child development and, and she'll get into other types of theories and whatnot, but, but it's, it's a good introduction for our sophomores to just start thinking about even their own development. It's just like, you guys develop this way too. And what stage would you be in right now? You know? And, and so it's, um, and talking, I wanted to head back to, you asked about the A through Gs. All of our courses are A through G um, uh, compatible. It's like even just within the last few years, um, even our elective courses of intermediate education and advanced education actually got a G rating. And so all of our courses and the kids do take other courses outside of the academy track um, they'll take whatever Spanish class they need or, you know, uh, whatever science they're going to go into. And so we're always promoting A through G requirements. Yeah. Yeah, no, what a terrific academy and, uh, and so forth. And but how many of these uh, academies, I know you're part of the California Partnership Academy, how many of are geared toward teaching versus other areas or are they all geared toward teaching? No, they are not geared all right. toward teaching. So, um, you know what? That's a good question. I'm not sure what the percentage breakdown is statewide. Right. But our, on our campus, we are fortunate enough to have another uh, California Partnership Academy, which is a communications academy. So they're uh, they're called Vista, and they right um, they do deal with uh, videoing and all that kind of things that that have to do with graphic arts and things like that to for for something within the entertainment or. Um, you know, field of videoing or filmmaking, anything like that. But there are a lot of other academies. We have engineering academy. There are agriculture. Once you get up into the valley, you know, you have agricultural academies. So there are all kinds that are out there. Right. So Mary, you know, uh, you know, you're getting them in there. Uh, you know, how old are you in in tenth grade? You what? You're 14, 15 years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah some, some of that effect. And are they bringing their technology skills, Mary, uh, to the TPA? They sure are, especially when um, you go to an their junior year when they go to a um, when they go tutor. Some of the teachers send them outside with their Chromebook, and the, my students are like, "Miss, they're not just writing sentences." She says, "Now I have to help them with with some type of PowerPoint or presentation." <laughs> right. So when my juniors, they are trained before we go on to. We don't just show up and say, okay, teachers, what do you want us to do? Before we go on to Payne, um, Dr. Hugo Moreno, he's the principal at Payne Elementary School. He sends over Ms. Ruby Huesca, who's a dual immersion kindergarten teacher, and Ms. Alisa Regosa, she is their TOSA. Um, so they come to my classroom a few times and they teach our kids how to support the classroom. Um, they talk to them, they, they show our kids how to read out loud to the students, um, how to do how to read for comprehension. They do activities with them. Um, they show them how to work with the high frequency words and phonics and natural reading. They teach our kids how to play uh, math games. And then this way, when our students show up at pain, the teachers decide how they wanna use a tutor. Some of the teachers keep them in the classroom and use them as to be in charge of a center, but the majority of them um, send them outside to me. And we're like in a, where there are a bunch of picnic tables, a covered picnic table area and they send students with projects, um, homework, um, not really tests, but things that didn't get done in class or if a student needs more time and our students work with them. And then if they run out of time, they my students know that they can pull out their backpack and find something else to do with the students. 
No, that's great. Kevin? Well, you know, I, I think of some of the great partnerships over the years, Lennon McCartney, Simon and Garfunkel, Ben and Jerry, uh, I think Amy and Mary here, uh, as good as any of them, as that's, good as any of them. That's good company. We'll take it. <laughs> You're the Lennon McCartney of <laughs> Teacher Prep Academies, and, and we couldn't be happier to, to have you on the program. Uh, Amy, you mentioned uh, all, all of the various uh, career technical education pathways available for students at Mountain View and throughout El Monte Union. Every school has several. Um, and in fact, we've had John Mann on the program and Vista. We, we, we spotlighted them a little bit earlier uh, in this year. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff. Uh, I know that a career uh, technical education, CTE, uh, is a passion of yours and that you've I've written extensively on it uh, in, in your dissertations. So ex explain, and, and, and maybe in non-scholarly terms, non-academic terms, what, uh, what the benefits are for the, the, the students and especially uh, in El Monte Union High School District. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's a fantastic way to help kids that are on maybe on the periphery um, find um, a niche to belong to. And, and it really uh, on the same side as when I found out in my research is that um, it's solving, um, it's like, it's like solving a problem that, um, nothing else is really solving. It's like plugging a leak in a pipe it, it because they're there. We're losing a lot of kids from, from high school going into to college because either they're not completing their A through G's and they just, uh, you know, they don't feel motivated to continue. And, and so what an academy does is it kind of helps to plug that leak because it, these kids come into a cohort, like Mary had mentioned, um, another term for career academies is a smaller learning community and they become like a family. And so they will motivate each other. They don't wanna let down the little kids that they're tutoring. They, you know, they are motivated by the perks that they get in the academy for having good grades, for um, going to tutoring either for themselves or going with the little kids. Um, but it, it just shows that, you know, that, uh, that when you integrate internships and real world experiences for kids, there's a lot more motivation and buy-in for them to, to do well, not only academically, but it, it, it grows their confidence. And, and, and like Drew had mentioned, um, getting to know people, it, that's called social capital. It's like they're building some, some contacts with people in, in other worlds, other uh, environments that um, can, can write a letter of recommendation for them, you know, at some point. Um, so, yeah, and, and as far as the CTE is, is concerned, you know, we, we um, in the past few years, um, there's been a resurgence of CTE, uh, career technical education, and uh, school districts are, are looking for um, community business partnerships to come in when well, they want the community businesses to come in and, and help students get some internships. And, uh, and actually, um, in 2018, uh, President Trump actually rebooted the, the Carl Perkins um, uh, Vocational Technical Education Act and rebooted it with another $1.2 billion over the next six years. So that'll take us into 2024. 
So, so that's why CT has become a big thing. And you have CT directors at the district level as well, because they want kids to be getting more of these types of experiences. Yeah. And Carl Perkins, one of my favorite artists, blue suede shoes, uh, till, <laughs> still to this day, is uh, <laughs> something that I love to, 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 to play at parties. And then uh, Mary, what if, please uh, add your uh, uh, two cents in on, on this too. Uh, what was it like when you received the golden bell award um, a few years back? I mean, that is, you know, that that's like winning a Grammy or an Oscar uh, for, for school districts. Uh, it's a tremendous award. How did you feel about that? Uh, you know, did it feel like, Hey, we're, we're getting some recognition for the hard work that we're doing here. That was a lot of work just applying to get this. Right. We thought it was just, oh, yay, they're going to give us an award. Oh, no, you have to apply and show proof of everything that you do and show, show that you progress throughout the years in the program that you have. So it, I, Amy and I were like, this is a mini WASC for us. And we did it with the help of um, our grant writer, Martha Shern at the district. Um, and then I think after doing all the work, we're like, yeah, we do all these things. You, you don't think about it until you put it down in paper in a report and you're like, wow, we do all these things. Um, so well-deserved. Um, yeah, you thought it was going to be forever. just one page, huh? And then into what, yeah, what am I no. doing? And it's like turned into like a, a short story or, or yeah. a novella, right? We're yeah. just putting our names in a hat, but no, it was <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> and did they, did they you get some kind of like car for that after winning the, the golden bell? Amy bought herself some golden tennis shoes. And <laughs> I did. Yeah, she did. Um, we wanted to go pick up the award in San Diego. Um, and they gave us this huge bell and it really rings. So then what we did is we ordered these miniature bells so that all the TPA kids could have a small little golden bell award. Oh, that's cute. Um, I, I imagine that you've been doing this program long enough. Are, are some of the kids that get tutored at the at, at Maxon and Payne, uh, do they eventually enter into the TPA program themselves? Yeah, they do. They definitely do. I, I, will, um, I will ask kids, especially the ninth graders when they're applying, you know, hey, what uh, elementary did you go to? Because they might be one of the kids that we tutored. And, um, and again, so because we reach out into the, into the community, not only kids we've tutored, but kids, we like to have kids, um, we'll invite a sixth grade class to come over to Mountain View on a field trip. And just, we take them on a tour of the campus and just get them excited and looking at things. And so I've had kids join the academy that didn't get tutored by us, but they came over on one of those field trips and they're like, oh, I really like this. I want to do that. And so one of my seniors this year, she, that's her story. And um, so we do make quite an impact on, um, on a lot of the schools, like Mary had mentioned when, when we would go and volunteer, cause we can't tutor everywhere. We can only do two, two schools at a time. And, and so, so that's why we try to reach out to those other schools and say, Hey, are there math nights? Are there, what else can we do for you? Dr. Seuss read aloud days. We, we, we like to get around to all the other different campuses as well. So question, um, how many students have gone through uh, the program since you uh, started it up? Our wow. It used to be, well, so many years times 115 or 120. Yeah. So if you'd say uh, our first graduating class was uh, 2004. So because it's a three-year academy. So, right, right, right. Right. Uh, so from 2004, so let's say 17 years, 17 times 120 
ish. Wow. You know, wow. that's, that's, that's funny. Yeah, well, uh, well, impressive. And how many of them became teachers? That is a harder statistic for us to capture yeah. because yeah. some of the kids, when they're leaving us, we ask them, are you intending really to go for teaching? But a lot of our kids will decide to come back to it. They'll think they want to major in, in one thing, and they end up coming back to, to actually get into a teaching program. And, and so that is a harder one. But I would say on the whole, we're probably between 20 to 25% of our kids actually follow through and go through a whole credential and teaching program. Yeah, which is so spectacular about that. And you're talking about in the beauty of CTE and college career pathways and link learning and everything else. Um, um, back in the day, it was called school to work tra transition. Once again, giving way more my age, you know, um, on this stuff is the skill sets and the pathways they can do because of what you folks have been doing, whether they go into teaching or whether they go into podcasting or whether they go into, it doesn't make a difference what they're going into. There's so many different pathways that you folks have recreated on that. And Mary, I'm sure that's something that's really important uh, when you work with these kids, correct? Yes. We've also had, like, we have Andy Chavez, one of our students, and he didn't go into teaching. He went into, what is he called, Amy? He's a chef. He's a chef. Yeah. And he teaches people how to cook. Yeah, you know, the, the tentacles are just are just huge on this thing. And uh, it, which I think is just spectacular. And, you know, um, Kevin and I, every time we hear the word CTE or college and career pathways or pathways, we perk up because that's such a common, you know, theme in the, in the programs we've been doing. And we know, um, you know, this is so critical for the kids. Heaven forbid we actually get to follow their dreams. What a shock that is, right? Um, you know, my goodness, we've been knowing that since people were walking upright. And now we're starting to do a, a lot of that. Uh, that aspect of it. What would you say, uh, you folks have been doing this since 2000, uh, the first graduating class was 2004, if I think uh, you mentioned, right, Amy? Right, right. So I'll start with you on this one, Amy, and then uh, say what you do, you, Mary. You folks, veteran teachers, obviously, have seen a lot. What has been the biggest surprise in a very positive way about TPA that, man, we've been doing this this long. I didn't realize it has done such a great impact on X. What would that be? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I suppose what I think my, I'm glad about um, our legacy is having such a positive uh, impact on our feeder school because we're not a unified school district. Right. TPA is one of those things where that actually unifies the high school and the feeder district. We are, we have a great reputation down there. We have a wonderful rapport with their district office and, and I think just the uh, longevity that this program could have, I mean, already has, but that it could have beyond even our grant. I mean, if we didn't have our grant, we'd still have the access to the Perkins funds and we could still do it with our partnership with um, our, our feeder district supplies the bus, they pick us up, you know, so we don't have to pay for that. Um, so probably just knowing that, you know, if I went, when I retire, that it can carry on, you know? Right, right. And, and you know, and uh, Mary, what uh, Amy mentioned, it's so spot on, it, um, social capital and the relationships and the contacts they're making in uh, ninth and 10th and 11th grade and of course and beyond, um, you know, are paying off the dividends in that area. Um, I bet that's just got to be something that just warms your heart, Mary. We also get to, what I like is I get to see the a lot of, some of our students are in ASB, some of our students are athletes, some of our students belong to other clubs, 
but some of our students don't belong to anything else besides TPA and they have become so close and they help each other out and they see it as a family. They see TPA as a family and they know Amy and I and the other teachers, we have meetings and we talk about students, um, whether it be uh, academic or um, we see that they might need, um, what would I call? they just need someone to speak to. Um, and we call parents, we call parents if their grades are going down, um, but the students know we're gonna do that. And in their application, when they apply, we ask them, why are you applying to join TPA? A lot of them will say, because I know you're gonna look at my grades or I know you're gonna help me bring up my grades. And we're like, wow, we thought you were applying because you wanted to be a teacher, but because <laughs> they know someone's watching them. And you think kids don't want that, they do. They, they want somebody to watch over them. I can concur with that. I can remember a, a period when I was in school, I wasn't doing well and my parents were just not paying that much attention and it didn't seem like really anybody uh, was it got to the point where I wasn't even turning in my report cards and that is like a big red flag I think you know when 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 your parents are not even asking you for your report cards to see how you're doing uh, so I can I can really relate to the kids it's like hey please you know, uh, pay attention. And, and what you're also, and the TPA sounds very much like band, uh, which is another area where, where kids, uh, you know, it's like a family and, and you have some of your best uh, memories from that. So it sounds to me like TPA is providing those same memories for the students that are, that are going through these, especially for the ones that aren't involved in any other, uh, much of the, the school life, but they do have the TPA. Now, uh, the, the question I would ask Amy and, and Mary, you've been working together so long, um, and, and but you knew each other uh, quite a bit before you, you worked together on the TPA, but what have you learned about each other over <laughs> these years? <laughs> that Amy is my spokesperson everywhere we go. That's her. I'll do all the paperwork. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold up the letters. <laughs> She's my Vanna. Um, you know, I... I honestly, it's a two person job when, it, you know, a lot of academies might have one director, but man, it's Mary and I complement each other very well in that I, the things that I don't like to do, she loves to do. She just likes all the detail and turning in the paperwork and blah, blah, blah. I like the people part and being out in front and being able to communicate to others what we do and advocate for our kids. I, I, I wanted to add a little bit on to the prior is that, you know, one of those things that we're trying to teach these kids is, and then what they know is that, that we will advocate for them. And then we're trying to teach them how to advocate for themselves and how to find their voice. And the tutoring just absolutely does it. But Mary, Mary is, um, she's, she's no nonsense when it comes with the kids, you know, but, but she's, probably a bigger joker than I am really when, it, you know, the kids absolutely love her because she just has jokes for them all the time and she can't remember their names. And so we make fun of that, you know, but I can remember everybody's name, you know, and, and when, when uh, Mary's like, Amy, how many years have I been teaching? You know, she asked me, how many years have you been teaching? And then she, and she takes away one because she knows she's one year behind me. Um, but yeah, I, and I love being the advocate and, and I think all of our teachers, I just have to highlight all of our teachers are advocates. We're like, we have one token male as our, uh, in our academy teachers, uh, he's our math teacher, but the rest of us are all, 
uh, all have different personalities. So the kids can choose, you know, it's like if they uh, gravitate towards Mary's personality, they'll go to her for advice. If they gravitate toward me, they'll come to me or they'll go to Miss Tomiyasu or Miss Legaspi. Um, depending on what they need or what year in they're in in class or anything with it, but it's a big family. It's like they have like four mothers and you know one dad kind of thing, you know. And because I'm a business major, I like to look at data. So I do the reports that I have to get because we're a CPA. We do have two reports that get done every year, and I like to put in the information and and read the numbers. Um, it's something that we send in twice a year. Um, and then I'm in charge of um, having to put together the field trips and meetings that we have. But if you want a speaker, you can call Amy. She can speak about anything. <laughs> no, you're no slouch in the speaking department either, Mary. Uh, just to, on the basis of this one podcast, I would and say. And I tell that, her you know, that too. I was like, Mary, you always put me out front, but you know what? You, you'd handle it just fine. And you mentioned, you know, Amy, you mentioned uh, the uh, your colleagues that are also on involved in the TPA. I mean, we, we were talking to you two, the co-directors, but maybe talk a little about uh, the rest of your team there uh, and, and what they've been able to provide and how long they've been involved uh, with the TPA there at Mountain View. Yeah, um, we have um, a history teacher, uh, Ms. Tomiyasu, and she teaches our world history and um, to the 10th graders and then US history to the 11th graders. And she is just uh, super loving and friendly and the kids absolutely adore her. Um, and, and then we have Ms. Elgaspi who does our uh, psychology and um, and when you look in her classroom, you have to do a double take because she's like five foot nothing and she fits in with the kids and you're like, is Miss Agaspi in here? And she's like, stop it, I'm right here. And, uh, but the kids adore her as well, but in a different way, she's a little tougher, a little tougher mama. And, um, and an uh, but what's that, Mary? It's also an alumni of Mountain View. And yes, also alumni. Another, and then, another alumni, amazing. Yes. We, we do, we have a lot of alumni at our school that come back to teach. Um, we have um, Mr. Mr. Tran, who is our math teacher, a very nice man and willing to work with the kids anytime, come in at lunchtime. Uh, we have Miss Luna, who is our sophomore English teacher. And, um, and she's, she's, a, she's a coach as well. So she takes that mentality, kind of a coach mentality with the kids, you know, and so they respond really well to her. And then our, our junior English teacher is uh, Miss Pineda. And again, another um, uh, alumni. Um, she actually, let's <laughs> show you how old I am. She, she played softball for me back in 92 or something, you know, and it's like, oh man. And now she's one of my colleagues in the English department. Um, and then um, I think I, I, I got everybody, right, Mary? And then Claudia Autran, who we use. Oh yeah, Claudia. Claudia is our, our uh, counselor who really She's kind of our go-to counselor, you know, when we need something or, you know, okay, can you do a cold phone call home or something like that? She's been wonderful uh, for, for us uh, in, in, in our master schedule and stuff like that, you know, um, great, great counselor. Now, all our teachers have volunteered to come in. They're not told they have to come into our academy. Um, and we've gotten some really good pickings from them. Um, everyone's very different in personality. Um, and it's funny how... Um, a lot of jokes get, but we, a lot of jokes around us, but there are eyes because we don't get to have the students all the time. I don't know the soft, I won't know the sophomores until I get in my junior year. So um, 
I get to go and ask the other teachers that have them suffering. I get to ask Ms. Luna. Ms. Luna's also in, she teaches, um, doesn't she have a freshman class? Cause she recruits a lot of students for us. Yeah, she'll recruit her freshmen for us too. You know, kids before uh, they come in. Yeah, and so, you know, and I, I'm usually the, the heavy when it comes to grades. So I, I will visit uh, Miss Legaspi's psychology class because she has all of them in there at one time. And I will deliver our tutoring slips. If their grades have slipped, they have to do, go to tutoring um, every week, um, at least an hour per week. And, um, and I'll talk to them about their grades. And, and so that's, that's my way of trying to get to know them a little bit. Um, because again, I won't see them until their senior year. So, so, I mean, you're talking about a great team here. Yes. Um, you, the, the, you know, you don't even see these kids for, uh, for a year or two in, inside the program. And, uh, you know, I like to think Drew and I make a great team, but boy, boy, and, and, and our team, the California School News Radio team, but, um, you know, we might have to come and sit in a few classes, uh, you know, that you guys are teaching too. I'm, you want to sit in a class, Drew? You want to <laughs> go in there? Well, listen, you know, my passion is exactly everything they're talking about, and that is building these future uh, teacher leaders. Um, and there's nothing more important than this, not to patronize you folks. We all know how critical it is. And especially in this era uh, where we can certainly uh, use a nice shot of empathy, uh, that uh, that's the understatement of the world. You guys see it all the time. And um, talk a little bit about, uh, I'll start with you on this, Mary, and you jump in. Uh, so much has been written about social emotional learning, of course, um, especially, and it was even pre-pandemic, you guys know that better than anybody. Um, but Mary, do you guys talk a lot of that with your, uh, the students going through GPA? We do, and um, we give them, at the beginning of class, I might send a Google form and see how they're feeling, and then um, I ask them, do the, you know, in the Google form, I ask them, do you want to talk to, do you feel like you need to speak to me? Do you want to speak to another teacher? Do I need to send you to a counselor? We also have a, a, a wellness center and the students are pretty honest. Um, even if students don't feel well, like they might come up to me and tell me they're not feeling well that day, but they can just sit there um, or they need more time to get something done. Or they'll ask, can I go speak to another teacher? Um, but yeah, when we were doing distance learning, it was very difficult. We didn't see too many faces. Um, students didn't go, didn't get to go tutoring um, because you know, they weren't accepting us at any schools and other schools were open. Um, but it, it still is a little difficult. I see a lot of the students coming out now um, and looking to see like, you know, they're, they're thinking, you know, now I got to catch up. I got to do what needs to get done. Um, I told Amy, I'm amazed when I take my students to go tutor because, and I hope none of them are listening because I'm not sitting next to them when they're tutoring, but I'm walking around and I'm really just like trying to hear or look. If they see me looking at them, I think they, they, they freeze up a little bit. They're, they're like, okay, I know Ms. Boutet is looking at me. But if I find a way to sit somewhere and listen to them, I am amazed at how they're tutoring these students. Um, I'm like, where did they learn that? Who taught them how to do this? And the students that are just, I mean, if they don't show up to tutoring, they have a kid waiting there. They are so sad that they're ready and prepared to start learning something new with our tutor and our tutor didn't show up. So attendance is a big thing. Um, but the students amaze me every time we go. All my students are, no one's teaching in the same way. They all have a different way to, to teach these little ones. And they see, they've seen a big, you know, they've seen the students do better. They've seen their little, their students progress. They're like, Miss Boutet, I didn't think I was gonna be able to help them in any way. And now they're like, I can see they've gotten better. They just did, you know, they just needed help 50 minutes, two or three times a week. Well, you know, I think one of the, the coolest things um, 
and you know this, uh, it was, uh, I remember my daughter's fourth grade teacher um, planted big so every student could see um, progress, not perfection. Now, there's nothing wrong shooting for perfection. That's fine. Um, but as long as we're moving forward, and that applies to whether it's in teaching or whether it's in the world that Kevin and I live in and all that business is how do you focus on continuous improvement? Um, Amy, talk about how you address that. Getting to know our kids is is huge. And that our kids really, it's the same thing when the tutors go down to the elementary school, those little kids want to perform right. because they're motivated. Well, our kids want to know that they're being taken care of and their needs are being met and, and that somebody knows me. And so when I, when I start off my school year, every year I will start off by talking to them about how every person has a story. There's there's, uh, you know, somebody at the, uh, you know, if they're the clerk at the grocery store treats you rude, you know, it, it's not for you to treat them rude back. They have a story. There's a reason why they're acting the way they are. And I just talk to them about how don't have a knee jerk reaction, ask a question or do something kind. I have my kids uh, keep pay it forward journals their senior year and just record what you see out there. Um, but I have them do a, an essay, basically their first first uh, week or so of class of just what's your story. That's the title of it. And they'll write, you know, who who or what has impacted you to make you the person that you are at this point in time in your life. And so they'll write something. And then in the course of over the next few weeks, before we start tutoring, um, I will call them up one on one each to come up to my desk. And I will have already read them, but I'll highlight things. And I'm like, tell me more about this. And, oh, I didn't know this about you. And I've had kids come back and say, either through an email or through a little note or whatever. It's like, nobody's ever asked me about that before, miss. Or I've never told anybody that before. And, and through those this year, especially because of last year, um, I there were two or three girls that I'm like, you know what, we need to refer you down to the wellness center because you, you need to take advantage of this last year that you're here to get free counseling that's right here on campus. You can go during this class. I'll let you go during my English class, you know, whenever I have you, because that is hugely important. And then they see how, how their impact on the little kids when we go is huge. And talking to, about something that Mary had said, um, she notices, even just today, we went tutoring and um, with the seniors over at Maxon. And I saw one of my girls, she had a group of five kids out on the picnic tables and she had them all standing up and she was doing, drilling them on their multiplication tables. And it's like, if you get it right, you can take one step closer to me. And then if you get this one right, you can take another. I mean, Nobody taught her how to do that. She just came up with a game, a motivational game all on her own. And I just was like, dude, where'd, where'd you come up with that one? And it was awesome. What you're saying is just so eloquent and, and so touching. Uh, it's amazing to me. And, and also, you know, when you consider these, these kids that come in first year sophomore, uh, they don't even have their driver's license or anything like that. Uh, and just how they just mature so rapidly. I can't think of another program that would, uh, you know, bring you, you know, kind of sober you up, so to speak, and, 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 and put you on that path. But it just sounds to me like the kids are growing up so fast and, and, and really just eager to, to 
impart the knowledge that they they have received now and 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 to the little ones there at the elementary schools and it is so much more impactful when someone who is leading you is from the neighborhood someone that you might actually see uh you know hanging around somewhere at the store or down at the at the park or something like that and they go oh my that, god there's my there's yes, my tutor that, there that very scenario has happened several times and our, our kids come back and tell us you know like somebody saw me at the supermarket you know and i'm like yep you'll have that <laughs> yep they're you're they're rock stars and, they're and, rock stars and, That's as, exactly as well and, and and amy and, and mary you are rock stars as well as we've already mentioned the lennon mccartney of teacher prep academies <laughs> uh, and that gives me a, a a good segue into saying we are california school news radio and we have been having a great conversation today with the mountain view high school uh Teacher Prep Academy co-directors, Amy Minnick and Mary Boutte. I'm here with my co-host, Drew Schlossberg. We're coming about to the end of this because you are so busy. Uh, we know that we, we we can't keep you forever. We would love to keep you forever, uh, but we can't. So Drew, uh, maybe if you have any, any final thoughts uh, or, or questions that you wanted to ask our guests here today before we, uh, before we go. Well, listen, I just think it's it, it's great. I love the cohort you're, you, you're, you're working with, those kids that, uh, you know, certainly free and uh, reduced lunch and you have some challenges in school and uh, and, and so forth. And 50% uh, of them hit that mark, if not more. Um, and what, you know, great opportunities for them to really explore you know, becoming teachers. And of course, when they do become into this wonderful profession, uh, they're certainly going to be able to share some of their stories as as well. Um, I think what you're doing is spectacular. I hope you do it for another 16 years, 32 years, uh, 48 years. I've just extended your, uh, you're not retiring guys for another uh, never three decades. Um, but uh, there's nothing more important than this. And, you know, whether they go into this profession or not, the skill sets and the pathways that you are doing is just spectacular. So um, you know, Kevin said, uh, we're going to be in for an A plus interview and, uh, and, the, uh, this was an A plus plus. And so th thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate it. Well, I, Amy, and I practically, I almost want to call you coach myself. Uh, you, you, you coached, you played softball in college and you coached it at Mountain View for, for many years. Uh, and, and, and so it, 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 it's so cool that, uh, one of your former players now is, is, is your colleague. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I, I guess that could bring up like a temporary moment of awkwardness, but again, it's just like the, uh, the, the, the tutor meeting the student and, and now you're all on the same plane and you all have the same goals. So, uh, congratulations for that. And, and Mary, uh, don't know that much more about you, but I know that you like fine dining, uh, in town. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it turns out that i think that we have some of our uh, uh restaurants that we consider among our favorites uh in, in the southern california area so uh and now that i've mentioned food i realize it's very close to lunch and so we've really got to wrap this up before you can hear my stomach growling uh but we do like to at the end of the program uh give the guests a chance to you know have thank people and have a few shout outs so uh, mary why don't you go ahead and, and and lead this off if you have any anybody that you'd like to give a shout out to here at the end of the program i would like to thank our principal at Payne elementary school dr hugo moreno um and their their uh, kindergarten teacher and ruby huesca and Alicia Ragosa, their TOSA um, 
we can't do this program without partnerships. And it's worked out really well for us at Payne. I keep doing it over and over again. It's different every time we go. I, I would love to give a shout out to um, uh, Mr. Ray Andre, who is the superintendent at Mountain View uh, School District for working with us so well. Um, and my uh, teacher leads over at Maxon, um, Ms. Fonseca and Ms. Razuk and uh, Mr. Camp. Um, and Ms. Siebel, um, they have been my contact people for getting things going and we're, we're about ready to stop our tutoring for the year. Mary, Mary ends tomorrow and I end next Wednesday and, and I know that they're going to have a celebration for us next Wednesday and just really show appreciation to our kids um, and do it upright. So um, appreciate our, our partnership with that district. We wouldn't be able to do it without them. Well, uh, and also El Monte Union High School District uh, and all of the uh, just all of the former students that are are leading the charge here at El Monte Union, because there's so many that are in, in teacher and administrative yeah, positions, sure. yep. including Dr. Zuniga, who has yes. also been a guest here on yeah. California School News Radio. And we miss him. You see him. Tell him we need to get him back here on the podcast. All we, right, we'll we, do. we really, really miss him. Uh, and uh, I tell you, the uh, one moment after this show is over, we're going to miss having talked to you. So thank you so much for coming on the program. You've got to come back. Yeah, we would um, love to. You know, if there's any cake left over from the celebration, please bring that as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't can't imagine how cake can like go uneaten at a celebration. But yeah, I we're looking always... forward to next year. Hopefully, getting back to a little bit more normalcy and starting the year with no masks. Uh, you know, at the elementary school, we're at no masks right now for high school, but just having a full tutoring year. We just got a late start this year because of all the uh, COVID restrictions and stuff, but. Looking forward to continuing our partnership. Well, yeah, things are getting back to normal. Baseball is starting up. And so I think, you know, and also the heat waves. So, yeah. you know, th th things are a little bit back to normal, I guess. Well, right. thank you so much for, for being on our program. Uh, Amy Minnick and Mary Boutte from Mountain View High School in the El Monte Union High School District and their uh, much acclaimed award-winning Teacher Prep Academy, uh, which will be ending up this year but ready again for another full year come 2022-23 school year uh, and uh, also like to thank my co-host Drew Schlossberg another A-plus interview from you today Drew thank you so much uh, also like to thank our our behind the scenes crew Ad Santel, Andrew Landeros uh, like to thank uh, our, our producers Andy Torres and Danielle Paulus and uh, Maria Hernandez from the hardest working education team in communications. Thank you so much. She's the one that brought the story to us, uh, to our attention. And uh, also Val Martinez, of course, of VMA Communications. Uh, without her support, we could not do this each and every week. And we love doing it. And we love having uh, such great guests as Amy and Mary. And we will do it again next week. So we hope to see you then. And until then, stay safe, stay educated, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.